providing inspiration and community for women in business of Middle Tennessee. This is Powered by Her with Tiffany Anton. Welcome back to Powered by Her. I am Tiffany Anton, your founder of Powered by Her. I like that. No imposter syndrome there. I have my friend Shella Rooney in today, my good friend, founder, CEO of Goni. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being back. Hopefully you listened to last week's episode. We talked about imposter syndrome and then um, go back and listen to her episode in 2021 to find all about Goni, her product that medical device, revolutionary medical device she created and to help millions of people with post knee recovery, um, post knee surgery recovery. Knee replacement surgery, right? Knee replacement surgery. Such a glamorous industry. Let me take a second to thank our partners. Plenty Downtown Bookshop is more than a place to buy books and book related gifts. It's a space that is working to lift our community, linking arms with the libraries, the schools, the other bookshops and special spaces. It's a space to come together around ideas, around things that help us laugh and think and relax and grow. It's about building your life of plenty. Check it out and mention Powered by Her for a special treat. Plenty Downtown Bookshop is on Broad Street in Cookville. Be sure to check out the quarterly Powered by Her book club events in partnership with Plenty. You're reading the book club. I just went and got my book from there. there. You I go. love that store. So yeah, we're going to um, have quarterly book club events and hopefully qu- quarterly so that nobody's too overwhelmed with re- having to read a book every single month. So love it. Check it out. So today we're going to talk, we're going to dig a little deeper. So you might be a little nervous. I am. Do you feel a little nervous? I am a little bit, yeah. Anxious. So we're going to talk a little deeper. As we talked about last episode, um, in the past three years, you've been building your business. And in that time, personally, your life was... Crap show. A tsunami? (laughs) Maybe we... I don't know. I mean, there was a lot personally Mm -hmm. going on with you that... What did it make it easier or worse to build a business with? So first of all, what was going on with you personally? I'll let you tell it in your words. Well, so in 2020, yeah, 2020, so many changes. Um, I left a job that I loved. So, you know, my identity was being this phenomenal physical therapist that specialized in geriatrics to start a business. And you're somebody that like success and being successful and others validating who you are. Yeah, means the world to you. Yeah, every day I was yeah reminded about thank you so much for helping mom do whatever or you know thank you for what I was just constantly affirmed of how great I was in my job. Mm-hmm. So I leave that. So that was um, you know I say like that was traumatic in itself. And then starting a business that was traumatic in itself because I didn't know what I wasn't doing. You know, and then 2020 again kind of happens and everybody's world was impacted. Mine wasn't impacted. I never got tested positive. Um, I didn't have a death in my family, but how my life was impacted was my husband was a nursing home administrator and, you know, he experienced a lot of deaths in the building and it was traumatic for our family watching what he was going through. Anyways, and I don't want to speak for someone else or for for him, but it was really hard on our marriage and kind of ended up in a separation. So, you know, when you've been together for 25 years, you got three kids, you know, I was, I can't believe it, but I was that female that had no idea you know, so yeah, you were like thinking everything was wonderful. Everything was great. You're going into this. And he said, I'm not necessarily happy. And you were like, Oh, well, yeah, 
So here I am, like I said, left a job, no affirmations, starting a business, all brand new. We're in a pandemic, kids are home, trying to figure it all out. And all of a sudden you're like, what, what, wait, wait, my resume of life was spot on. And so it was, it was traumatic. It was, he was not happy. And we tried to figure it out for, you know, a long time. We tried to figure it out. We did all the things we were supposed to do. And you're not one to say, oh, okay. Like, let me just, it was like no. <laughs> challenge accepted. Yeah. Um, and so you're like, I'm going to fight to fix this right. and what can we do? And, and so you, and, and, and I double down. I, and, and let me tell you, I in hindsight, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, at the time, I could have been like, okay, that's what you want. We're done. But you know, um, I did. I fought for what I wanted. And and luckily, he's a great guy, and he tried. He, you know, we tried counseling. We tried some marriage boot camps. We tried all these things. And you know, um, I'll be honest. My initial response was embarrassment. Like, I was mortified because. And again, I, I talked in our last episode about eliminating the the noise. I had friends, in quotes, you know, that were like, how are you doing? And, you know, but they really wanted to know, like, what happened? Like, what's the reason? And, you know, there mm-hmm. wasn't a reason. And so, you know, even me, I'm, I was black and white at that point. And I was like, I need a reason. Like, I am a factual human being. Like, if someone's pain is getting better, I know why. If it's getting worse, I know why. If I don't know, I'm going to go figure it out. And I was doing the same thing in my, in my marriage. I was trying to figure it out. But, you know, you're starting a business. You got a pandemic. You got kids at home. We got one missing a graduation. You know, and all this stuff is happening. And then all of a sudden, you're dealing with a marriage that's falling apart. And you're like trying to hold it together. And for anybody that's been through that, like the initial months was, you know, didn't want to, our kids didn't know. And so you're just, again, and they're with me all the time, like 24 seven, because COVID was happening and we were, you know, all, um, what was the word? You're isolated. Yeah. Yeah, Quarantined. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just like, I don't even know what to do. So, you know, you're crying in your closet and you're trying to, you know, put on a front and you're having more family meals and more family walks than, you know, you've had in years, you know, and then, so 2020 was not a good year for me. You know, 2021, um, not only did we actually physically separate, um, you know, which this is hard for me to say in a small town. Like, I mean, I feel like how could people not have known this? (laughs) We're in a small Mm -hmm. town, but apparently a lot of people didn't know that, but we did, we separated. So again, Again, now you're still navigating a new business. You're um, navigating your children who now know their parents are separating. And that was traumatic. You know, a daughter developed anxiety. You have a daughter with, you know, d- you know, depression. You got all these things happening. Um, you know, you have a son that's like failing out of college and realizing it's because he can't communicate how he's feeling. And, you know, and then, you know, my business partners for Goni were like, you know, they had their own family issues with COVID and financially it was really hard. I mean, starting a business for knee replacements when you suspend knee replacement surgeries and there's no in-person marketing, how are you supposed to get the word out about a new device? So financially the business is struggling. Well, then they decide to exit. So now here I am. I don't know how to exit a, a partnership. I don't know how to fund a business by myself. I don't know how to be by myself. I mean, I, I was with my husband since I was 19 years old. You know, I don't know how to parent kids that are going through this, you know, so it was a nightmare. I mean, it was like a, I mean, I just wanted to quit the business. I wanted to like, you know, and luckily at my children, my biggest supporters, and they're like, you can't quit something you clearly are passionate about. And, you know, cause obviously I'd sold them on how I was going to change the world. Um, but yeah, it was lonely and embarrassing and, um, dejecting. I mean, just all the things like I just was failing in every aspect of my life. As a mom, I was failing because my kids are dealing with stuff that I thought they should never have to deal with. As a business owner, I'm failing because my business partners are leaving. So that whole imposter syndrome of I cannot do it by myself. I can't even fund it by myself. I'm failing as a wife. You know, uh, here's my marriage. It's ending. Not not good times. So you guys kind of tried to make things work for about a year and a half, mm-hmm. doing all the things. At one point, 
things weren't really changing and weren't growing into, there wasn't a, a goal of where we're going, you know, what we're, we're going towards. And you guys made the difficult decision um, for him to actually move out and get his own place. Yeah. And you really kind of started grasping the knowledge that maybe a divorce was on the horizon for you. And again, so that's personally what's going on. And professionally, you're still, you know, you're now you're looking at this is could be your sole source of income as a single mom, as a single woman. And just really like, okay, now there's even more pressure to get this business off the ground. And, and there's more pressure that I have to do this. And now I don't have my business partners. I, mm-hmm. My husband is now, you know, we're definitely estranged. How did you keep going during that time of, I mean, aside from a great friend like me? <laughs> Um, and you know, three lovely children and a purpose, right? Oh, I guess there's other. I feel, I feel like, um, you know, I was fortunate. I had three beautiful children that, you know, I was able to pour my heart into that. And they're older. So like that kind of helps too. They're not little kids. No, no. They were like in their late teens at that point. And you know, one was in an early teens. And I will tell you that, you know, uh, having that, like I said, eliminating the, the, the people that weren't serving me. Um, you know, I don't need people bashing the, you know, my spouse of 20 some years. I don't need that. Like mm-hmm. you're now what criticizing my choice in, right. in spouse. And, you know, I don't need you to criticize, you know, cause my children are 50% him. Like I, so, you know, I sometimes think, think as women, you know, getting in the boat doesn't mean you have to criticize, mm-hmm. you know? So I thought like it was hurtful for people to be like, Oh my God, you deserve better. Or, you know, I can't believe that he did this to you. Like, it, you know, and, and, how did I get through that? You asked me that was, again, my children, Goni was a passion and I was able to pour a lot into that. But also, it sounds so cliche, but it put me down a path of self-reflection and self-discovery uh, that I would never have otherwise done. So I'm not going to say, hey, what a great you know, uh, marriage strategy to stay together is to sit there and ask for a divorce. But it definitely made me do work on myself that I would not have done because I didn't think I was a problem. Yeah. I didn't think I wasn't a good wife. I didn't think I was a, not a good communicator. I, I didn't think like all the things that have, you know, I've now been revealed to me at the time. I didn't think they were problems. And so I would never have gone down that journey. So that helped me as a business owner because I actually, I'm not going to say my personality changed. I'm going to say, I would say that. (laughs) Well, it opened my eyes to my strengths, my weaknesses, areas of, of area, the things that I could have improved on. And it helped. So again, counseling, I did a lot of counseling, a lot of books, a lot of podcasts, uh, meditation. I mean, a, a whole bunch of things. And, and I was good. I mean, I was profoundly devastated and sad, but I was on a journey for happiness. Like I was going to be happy for my kids. I was going to be happy for my career. Um, I am an I'm not an optimistic person, but like I am not a pessimist. Mm -hmm. And so I was figuring it out. And, um, and we were co-parenting great, meaning, you know, he's a great guy. He was doing all my yard work. I mean, I have some single, real single mom friends, (laughs) um, that were, you know, kind of making fun of me because we still were, you know, sharing finances and he was doing all my yard work and he was coming to the house that we built together and taking care of anything I needed. I mean, well, and some of that was your holding on to the hope of the life that, you know, that you were picturing that you built. And so you were just keep like, okay, I don't really know why he wants to come over and cook dinner with the family. But Mm -hmm. this is, 
it's not unhealthy for me. And, you know, you kind of had things in check. I think sometimes when you're going through that to not keep going, some, some people can really fall into that victim mentality Mm -hmm. of like, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. And I think um, you had the choice to do that, but you, you chose to say, okay, how can I, how can I learn from this and grow from this? And this is kind of who you are as a person. And well, and for my children, I mean, they are 50% him. If I am mad at him or if I'm criticizing him or if I'm complaining about him, like, you know, you don't know how kids interpret that. So, you know, in counseling, I was learning that I cannot, you know, have my personal feelings and my personal hurt and my personal journey overflow because I have three kids watching me. So, um, you know, and I think same thing. He had, you know, we respected each other. There was still a underlying, like, you know, we had a long life together. Like we were from Canada. We moved down here together. We built this house together. I mean, you know, everything was, he's in my whole resume of life. And so, you know, we prioritized the children and, um, you know, in hindsight, it might not even been good. Like, you know, we were almost together too much because we were like, we need to make it normal for the kids, but that was our number one priority. And so, um, I'm well, and you got to like a point too, where you were trying to kind of put the right boundaries out in place of like, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe I'm not going to sit and talk to him about every single detail when it comes to my business mm-hmm. right now, because this is the path right now. What is, is that we're going down this path towards separation. Mm-hmm. We are separated. We are, mm-hmm. you know, going towards divorce. And so you kind of had to put those boundaries in place of like, okay, what's healthy for me? What's healthy for the kids. And I think sometimes we, as women, we want to put our kids as the first priority, mm-hmm. but we can't. Right. And I'll tell you that, that, that uh, as I look back, I realize I, I may have physically looked like I was putting the kids first, but I was on such a self-help journey. Um, I really was prioritizing me. I was doing so many things to fill my own cup. Um, and I mean, you were there for part of that and you would agree, like I was happy and content and I was thriving. I mean, I was using tinted moisturizer. I mean, I was dressing nicely. Like I was, you know, feeling good and I was very healthy, you know, while this was all happening and my kids could see that, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's easy to fall into a funk, but they saw that mom's thriving. She's focused on her business. She's able to give to us. Um, Do you think that the business kind of helped you keep, you know, it gave you an outlet for, you know, a dist- almost a distraction. hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, you know, cause again, I, I felt like everybody was divorcing me during that period, right? My business partners were leaving me, my husband, you know, so I feel and like you were kind of clearing out quote unquote friends that didn't yeah. serve the right purpose mm-hmm. in your life. And I think that that's okay. I, I'm typically like, if I'm losing a friend, it's something wrong with me. And so I have to like work harder at that. But I think that as I've, I've grown, you're, you're a few years older than me. And so um, you have a, a few more years of wisdom on me, but I, you know, it's like, that's something t- that it's okay to kind of have people in your life for a season. Well, and let me tell you, friends, when I say I was just eliminating the noise, they were great human beings. But I now realize that I had not gone through strife uh, as an adult, like my mother died when I was a teenager, but, and that was traumatic. But I feel like as a grown up, I haven't had struggle. I haven't had whatever. And I realized I was a crappy friend to a lot of people. Like looking back, I'm just like, oh my gosh, cause I can only help them through my own lens. So I had friends that just haven't had a lot of struggle. And so the wisdom I was getting was from their limited perception mm-hmm. and, but it wasn't serving me well. And again, I'm proud of myself for being like, gosh, it is not helping me when, you know, these key people are like, Hey, what's going on? And, you know, do you think he's dating someone else? And, you know, I don't need 
to worry about something that I can't control. And well, I think I, that the, the wisdom that was being given to me was from a good heart, but it was not serving me. Same thing we talked about last week. Some business mentors think they're helping you, but yeah. they're not helping you. I was just going to say that. I think that that's a, a good kind of personal and professional thing is that, you know, and you and I talk about dating. I am a single woman. You are not a single woman. And you were kind of a mile away from the line of maybe dating. I mean, <laughs> you weren't really ever really thinking that you were going to date, but I feel like she's alluding to it, which, you know, she's being very respectful of my boundaries, but you know, there was an opportunity, you know, an, an, an issue where I was completely sober and, you know, someone asked for my phone number and I cried in a public location, <laughs> you know, cause clearly I was not ready. So yeah, that's what well, she's alluding to. And I just, but I'm just saying like, but we can talk about dating even though it's not something you can relate to, but you are an advocate of me. And so I think that's the thing is making sure that your mentors or the people that you put in your life personally or professionally, what value and what credentials do they have to be there? So I know you and I think very similarly. We have similar morals and values and and we're parenting and all that kind of stuff. And so I think I can even though, and I, and I will say to you sometimes, you've never dated, you don't know, you know, you don't know what this is like as much. And I think you are aware of that fact. So even when it comes to like mentors, it's like, well, what are they bringing are, Do they have, are they really have your best interest or they have the best interests of your clients? Or do they just have a piece of paper that says that they're a mentor, you know, that they have skills? Well, that's not maybe the best, you know, option. Okay. Is this friend of yours, they're your, you know, neighbor. And so there's somebody to talk to. Okay. But if they don't have your best interests at heart, then they're probably not as valuable as you, you know, don't put as much stock into that as you might want to. Well, and I'll tell you that like the ones that um, were meant to continue, like, you know, uh, as I continued through this journey, like they, some people came back into my life and, and, you know, some, I think the mature grown women that are, um, when they think about it, they would want me to only surround myself with people that I need at that time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, any women that are listening, I encourage you, you know, to be a good friend doesn't mean you need to be in the know. You don't need to know what's going on. You know, sometimes they don't want to talk about it mm -hmm. and think about it. Like I'm going through this devastation and every single human being that's reaching out to me is like, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. What's going on? What happened? Like, do you think I want to hear that over and over and over or again? Or just repeat the stories over and over and over again. Well, Somet and, and sometimes even... you do and sometimes you don't. Right. And I think when you're to be a supportive person, I think just trying to, okay, what do you need? And there's what been times with need? the two of us where, you know, it's like, you'll say, I just need a distraction. You just tell me your stuff. And I just go, okay, here, let me tell you all my stories. Or sometimes it's like, nope, I got to tell you all, here's all my stuff and here's where I'm going through. And so just kind of being adaptable of, of what your friends are going through. Those are kind of the true friendships that are really valuable in life that can kind of get you through some of those well, tough and times. Even my closest, like even some family members, like my sister, I mean, I don't know if she listens to this podcast or not, but you know, she did not serve me well. Like she was kind of like, I'm on team Shella. And so I'm going to, you know, bash this person that's hurt her. And it wasn't helpful to me. Well, and let me just say, we are well aware that that's not an ill intention. Right. When somebody wants to just bash the person, they feel like they're being, they're, they're on team Shella, they're on team Tiffany, whatever it is. You know, people will say that to me a lot about my ex-husband. Well, he, this, he, that. And I'm like, I just don't think he knows better. I don't think that he's a vindictive person. I don't think he's trying to be hurtful. I just don't think he knows better. And whether that's true or not, it serves me best. It's at the end of the day, I don't want to live my life thinking 
that half of my children is this mean, vindictive, terrible person. That doesn't serve me. But I think some people think that their support is Mm -hmm. like, you know, getting their pitchforks out and let's go, you know, burn people at the stake. And it's like, that's not, you know, and I'm well aware of people's intentions. I don't think that people, you know, are in your life to serve you badly. The, 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 true people in your life. But sometimes that is hurtful. It's, it's, it's not as, you know, constructive as you want, as they intend it to be too. Well, and I mean, again, as a female, if you're sitting in front of someone who's sad, right. And they're sad. I mean, they're just devastated and they're sad. Your initial response is I want to make you feel better. And, mm-hmm. but you know, let's go have a drink or let's go drink or let's set you up on a date or let's go party. Like I understand the logic of you're trying to make me feel better. But, you know, I have now realized in hindsight, like I have been a terrible friend in the past and didn't know it. And, you know, I equate it, everything I I equate to healthcare. I'm like, until Go Knee arrived, you know, how many knee replacement patients I treated and I didn't do as good a job as I could today, right? But hindsight is 2020. You learn and you grow. And, you know, when you know better, you do better. Well, I think some of that is what would they want? Like, Mm. you know, what would your sister want if she were in a not great place? She would want to go out and have fun and have a distraction and let's go dancing. And that, you know, that's not who Shella Rooney is. Right. And so Shella Rooney wants to go for a walk around the golf course. Like, you know, and I think that's being aware of what is it that, you know, not what's going to serve you as the front, the, the supporter, what's going to support the person that you're trying to support. Right. Um, so to kind of, uh, put the bow on the the story. Oh, um, yes. so. so you guys separated for about a year and a half. He lived, in, you know, separately and you worked on things. And he at one point just realized how amazing you were <laughs> and he couldn't live without you. And I'm sure all your listeners are, understand that that, of course, was going to be the end of the story. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, but again, I think the I think the moral of the story was we treated each other with respect. There was an underlying love that never went away because when you're with someone for that long and you have children together, you know, it doesn't go away. And so, you know, for anybody listening who's going through some really struggles, like just ask yourself, you might be annoyed or angry at them right now. But you know, and again, our story is different. Like neither one of us, you know, there was no addiction or infidelity or anything like that. And, um, you know, it just, yeah, somehow, I mean, I'm not going to speak for him because I don't know, but from my perception, you know, we were still spending time together as a family and as parents and co-parents, and we were communicating probably better than we had in a long time. I think sometimes when you've been in a relationship for as long as we were, I mean, it's going to be like almost 30 years this year, your relationship just takes turns. Like all of a sudden you're in parent mode and you're only in parent mode and you don't even realize you've neglected yourselves until, you know, your kids are starting to graduate and, you know, when a pandemic hits and you realize, I don't even know if I like this person. And Mm so, um, I feel like, (laughs) you know, we had the ability to kind of reconnect and we were communicating differently than we were when we were living together as husband and wife. And, um, you know, again, I'm not going to go into all the details, but it ended up being that we started dating again, which was kind of fun and exciting. I don't, I recommend it for long-term relationships to, you know, do a pseudo divorce and separation and put your children through all that to only reconnect. But, you know, I'm thankful that we were both open to it and we were both able to come back, you know, for those listening, he's, you know, we're back in the same house that we built together and designed together. And what do you think, um, kind of kept you going with, aside from your kids, the business aspect of things of, you know, where there were days where you probably didn't want to get out of bed. And there were days that, you know, I remember when you told the kids that he was moving out, just Shell is a pretty strong person. And there were some tears at that, that time. Um, and so, you know, how do you get up the next day or the next week and go, okay, well, I'm going to work on my business now. I mean, it was a distraction. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's where I'm good. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm comfortable working. I'm comfortable learning and growing and doing business stuff. So it was a good distraction from like, kind of like the raw emotions and my children. Like, I feel like I really felt responsible for their, you know, how much therapy are they going to need as they get older? Mm -hmm. And so part of me was like, you know, I need to be appropriate and strong and respectful and I need to do, you know, I, I don't want to use the word fake it till you make it, but I mean, I had to do right by them which allowed me to be really respectful with my spouse. But yeah, I think my... Well, and I think allowing, you know, you mentioned therapy and having the outlets in the proper places is really, really important. So there was a a point during that time where you and I and another friend, we were getting together almost every week and just kind of like, okay, where are you guys at? What are you doing? How are you, you know? And I think having the proper outlet, because you do need to say this this thing is annoying me, whether, you know, business wise, personal wise, husband, kids, whatever, you need to be able to have that outlet sometimes in the proper safe places. Is it the proper place for you to complain about your husband to your kids? No, but it is for, you know, to you to have that a, a friend that you can rely on that you can vent that out or business wise. And, and so I think having, you know, your people is really important. Well, and I am an extrovert. You know, so people fill me up. It gives me energy to go, to do things. So, you know, think about it. You're coming off a pandemic. You've been limited in communication with it. You know, I'm working from home. So I used to go out and, you know, have coworkers and see patients and their families and all of a sudden. So, you know, you're going through two years of being cooped up and doing a business that requires you to be in your house by yourself where you're not seeing people all the time, you know, and then you have a spouse that's now moved out. And, you know, so it was, I needed an outlet. And, you know, so again, if people who do know me were like, yeah, she was going out a lot at that point, you know, well, it was because I just needed socialization. I needed light socialization and that's what I was doing. But I do encourage people to make sure they know what they need. And so I needed to talk to people and be around people in light social um, atmospheres. And it allowed me to be better for my children, better for my business, better for my spouse. Yeah. I think that that's a huge, taking that time to kind of know what you need. Um, Because like you said, you're an extrovert. And so that is what you need. If that's not introverts, that's not going to be what you need. If you need time, downtime to yourself at home, you know, and making sure that your vices, whether, you know, whatever they are, are healthy, because they can be, you know, vices aren't always terrible negative, you know, like I said, your thing is going for a walk. That's, that's a release for you. Some people it's drinking and smoking. Well, that's not maybe the most healthy way to deal with some of the issues that you go through. So, right, right. No. And, and again, my, my, my words of wisdom are be true to you. People are going to give you advice and wisdom and it, it's coming from their lens. So just take what serves you and dismiss what doesn't. The people that are meant to be in your life are going to understand. If you're not taking every single, you know, recommendation or, you know, advice that they're giving, they're going to understand that. Um, and for people who give a lot of advice, stop doing it. You know, sometimes people just want to complain and they want it to just know it's going to stop right there at like a wall, like you're a wall that just absorbs all their pain and negativity and it's not going to go anywhere else. And I don't need you to solve it. I just want to purge it. Yeah. Me. And so, um, but yeah, but no. I, well, and I think like you, you mentioned, a couple times now it's this whole whole journey for you has made you a better person for yourself but a better friend overall too of like okay well you know I think I would be the type to well I gave this advice and they didn't want to take it and you know Mm -hmm. I would take it personally and it would hurt my feelings and all that kind of stuff and it's like it's okay like you know people have have the right to 
to do what serves them best and you know all that kind and, of and stuff. And I'll tell you again, wouldn't have been my choice for how I got here, but you know, I now have adult children. I have a 21-year-old, I have a 20-year-old and I have a 14-year-old. But you know, the things that I learned about myself, about what my tendencies were and how I communicated and how it might have been ineffective, I've been able to apply it to my children and if all three of them were sitting here, they'd be like, "Oh gosh, she is a better listener. She's not always just tr- going straight to the advice and telling me how to fix my issue. You know, sometimes she just gets in the boat with me, which I was not a get in the boat kind of parent. Yeah. I wasn't a Hey, let's wallow. Yeah. I was like, let's fix this. And yeah. I mean, not everybody wants that. So I don't know that I've been a, a get in the boat, but I remember a distinct conversation early on. I don't think Lee had moved out yet. And somebody was like, well, how long are you going to let this go on? How, what's your timeline on this? What do you, and I said, she doesn't need a timeline. She doesn't need an end date. Like, you know, she'll know when it's, when it's time mm. and it's enough, she'll know when to stop fighting. And that was hard. I will tell you when people are like, well, then what are you guys doing? Like, you know, we saw you guys out on a, a, at a dinner. Like, are you guys back together? Like, are you, is he back at the house? Like, are you guys, are you, like, what's happening? Did he, they, you know, all these questions, which I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I, and, and please don't make me try to figure out how to explain it. So you feel good about yourself. Right. Because I didn't know, you know, and I love the advice I got where someone was like, there is no like societal right way. You don't mm-hmm. know what happens behind closed doors, mm-hmm. right? So to me, when someone said, you don't owe it to anybody to explain or label what you're doing, if it's working for you and your family, like, you know, my children knew what was happening at all stages, you know, because again, it was, let's date. Okay, let's not date. Okay, no, I'm happy by myself. Okay, no, I think maybe, you know, there was a lot of back and forth. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like, let's separate and then, oh, we're going to date and everything's perfect, like a Hallmark movie. You know, it wasn't like that. And so I just, there were so many people that were like needed, they needed a label and they needed to know the direction that my marriage was going. And I didn't have it. And it was frustrating because I am a black and white tendency human being where I want to know the goal. And I want to know the straight path to get there. Mm-hmm. And that's not Lee. Mm-hmm. You know, he lives in gray, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. he lives in contentment. I don't. So, um, you know, it was really hard. And to feel like I had to justify to people that didn't have the last name Rooney, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, was annoying. Mm-hmm. And so again, my advice to women is don't make people have to explain what they're going through so you can understand a situation mm-hmm. better. They mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what we were doing. I still don't know. Yeah. You know, again, for those listening, yeah, we're back together and we're in and we never got divorced and we never whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm realizing it's a choice to be married. I think at the time when we divorced, like I just thought I made the lifelong commitment. I mean, I grew up in a very traditional family and we have very strong, you know, religious uh, beliefs and stuff. And so, you know, the biggest thing I learned was I was more devastated that my resume of life was tarnished. Yeah. I think more than the divorce itself. I think a lot of people go through that, you know, more, more people, it's the way it looks, it's the way it appears to other people. That's really difficult. Um, and once you can say, and that's again, with business, with personal, it's your, it's your journey. It's your story, whatever way it looks, it's the way it's supposed to look. And I'll tell you that as again, having adult children, 21, 24, like they have been able to say, wow, you guys have showed us what mutual respect looks like, what mutual love looks like, what a real relationship looks like, which is not easy. Yeah, You know, sometimes I love you, but I do not like you and I don't want to be around you. Or sometimes I don't like you, but I still want you to be around me, you know? And, um, you know, given that my kids are just really entering the dating ages, like I love, again, wouldn't have chosen to do it this way, but the lessons that they have learned about, you know, are there greener pastures? Is every, like, you know, what, what does it take to make a relationship work? How, you know, healthy communication does not simply happen. Yeah. You know, being able to have conflict 
and resolve it I think is a sign of growth. I keep saying like I drew, I grew up in the 80s and 90s. And so I'm so in that like Disney princess like world where like you just meet Prince Charming and you live happily ever after. And that's just the way it is. And and when you don't have that, it's like, well, wait, there, there must be something wrong with me. No, that's just real life. And, and, you know, it's not all about the way the movies make it look. And so I admire what you've done as a business owner. I think there were so many people you said, so many people that probably didn't even know you were separated and, and people I've gone through some health issues when I was getting divorced, people have said the same thing to me. Like I I had no idea you were going through all this and how many women bear the weight of the personal issues that you're going through. And you're, you know, trying to kind of make it look pretty for the world. But I really encourage that the more you hold on to things and not let that out, it's real in the proper ways. You don't have to put a Facebook post out that says me and my husband are separated and you know, my, me and my estranged husband, you don't have to do things like that, but making sure you have an outlet in the proper places, whether it is a mentor for your business or you're just, you know, your core friends that you know, have the best interest at heart. That's really going to be the difference, the game changer for you of, of, being able to get through the, the hard times and and letting the hard times take you over. Well, and I, you know, I don't love bragging on myself, but the one thing I'm super proud you of. You love bragging on yourself, don't act. I do in private. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's how I've overcome my imposter syndrome. But, you know, I'm just super proud of how I handled the entire situation. Like I said, I mean, I, you know, I tend to get uh, like red, like I don't know if the personality things used to be way back in the day that were colored and I was red, like anger or whatever. But I, you know, there, there was a time that I would have been like, you know what, you don't want to be married to me. Let's just go sign the papers and do this. And you know, that my life would have gone in a completely different trajectory. Yeah. You know, um, I could have, there's so many choices that I made that could have led to a different outcome. And I am, I'm proud. Like I, I mean, he may not agree, but you know, I'm like, I am responsible <laughs> for, you know, um, a major part of getting my family back together. Like it's going to be part of our story and it's a beautiful story. And, you know, I'm glad that it's not over and I can't wait for the chapters to come. And like I said, I wouldn't have chosen it, but my children probably needed a little bit of struggle. Like they, I, I sometimes think as parents, we try to protect them from so much. Well, protecting your kids from struggle creates entitled little twits. And I'm not saying my kids were or are, but you know, I think struggle. Well, we're not saying they're not. Either. We're not saying they're not either. <laughs> it depends on the day. But you know, I feel like it taught them. Like we, there was a lot of changes that had to be made in the Rooney household when this was happening. And it was hard for them. And it was, but I think I saw growth. Well, and I think it's all about the, the business was helped, but not again, not the way you would have chosen it, but this could have gone a different direction. And it's a lot about just like we talked about last week with imposter syndrome, it's about your mindset and you have choices. I think too often we can feel helpless and we can feel like this is just the life. These are the cards I've been dealt and we can choose. I'm a control person. I've tried to let go of some of my control issues and I'm aware of them a lot more than I used to be. But I like the fact I like knowing that I have control over my mind and I have control to say, okay, how am I going to choose to handle this situation? I can choose to let it take me out. I can choose to be negative. I can choose to be, you know, angry about this, or I can choose to have this as a growing point for me. And so for you, you that's exactly what you did. You chose, okay, I can throw myself into this business and I'm going to learn to rely on myself. I'm going to learn to know that I have the skill set that's necessary. Um, and so I think I would encourage everyone to kind of take those 
times if you are going through a hard time of just do you have the proper mindset in in place? And if not, then maybe you need to spend some time to kind of get that in check. Um, And my quick advice is if you're a middle aged woman, which is what I was and, Mm -hmm. and a mom, we lose ourselves whether or not you know it or not. And again, I wouldn't have known it until I did my journey of Mm -hmm. self-reflection. I didn't think, like if someone had said, you know, I'm like, no, I do all the things I want to do. I'm totally, you know, my own person, but I wasn't. Yeah. So until it was taken away and I had to look at it, but I feel like we all need to focus on ourselves and it's not selfish. It's, you can only be better for the people around you if you fill your own cup. Moms especially need to remember that. We always think, well, we're, my kids are my first priority, but they need a healthy, thriving mom. And whatever that looks like is the most important thing. So you need to necess- you know, make sure you invest in yourself. 100%. So thank you so much for coming in and sharing. I know this was a little more raw for you and I really appreciate it. I think this will resonate with a lot of our listeners and definitely feel free to reach out if there's anything that you want to chat about. So go check out thegoknee.com and um, learn more about Shella's revolutionary post-knee replacement surgery um, program. And thank you so much for coming in. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast channel, you can subscribe, leave us a review, let us know what you think, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Shella. If you want to know more about Powered by Her, head over to poweredbyher.com. Join the community, support the cause, and we'll see you next week.